What do tigers dream of when they take a little tiger snooze? Do they dream of mauling zebras or Halle Berry in a catwoman suit? Don't you worry, pretty tiger head, we're gonna get your better tassin' and your cozy tiger bed. Then we're gonna find your best friend, Doug, and then we're gonna give him a best friend hug. Doug, Doug, oh, Dougie, Doug, Dougie, Dougie, Doug, Doug. But if he's been murdered by crystal meth tweakers, well, then we're shit out of luck. So welcome back to the Pod, everyone. Very exciting week. Last week, a lot of stuff was done. Holy shit. Um, so later on, I'm going to talk a little bit about uh, my MMA GOAT status. And there's just been a lot of stuff going around online um, about who the GOAT is right now and all that kind of stuff. And I'm going to go over that a little bit later. So chapter will be there. Skip forward if that's what you came for. But before we do that, I have... A few things to discuss with you. Uh, firstly, uh, I was back to Dublin for 36 hours this weekend. A little in-out job. In and up, you pop. I um, I was going back for, as I said last week, Don't Tell Mum had their first live gig in Whelan's, which has now been completed. Um, It was some event, man. Jesus, it was mad. And it was nice. It kind of doubled as a an opportunity to like see people I hadn't seen in a long time, which is a uh, fucking ideal. But uh, it gave me a, a totally new understanding of how like truly difficult it is to put on a live show. If like, you know, particularly one with a, a four piece band and lights and all that shit, man, it was fucking insane. So just to give you an idea of like what the, the timings of this is like I always presumed you get in there, yeah, you take your guitar out and then you go out and have a few cans until it's time to go. And there's groupies. But uh there's no groupies. There's no rupees. Uh there's uh there's essentially you gotta get there. We got in there, I think we were in there five. They're due to go on at nine fifteen in there, unpack all the gear, set all the gear up, do a sound check, talk about the lighting setup, meet the opener. And then like, by the time we got backstage to have a a water and, uh, you know, kind of just assess the situation, it was almost time to go. So, uh, it was... It was good that we were busy, though, because the, the sitting and waiting is tough, man. And I wasn't even doing anything. Do you know what I mean? I was just filming. I was just nervous for them. But uh, they smashed the fucking tits out of it, man. The way he did it was sick. It was some experience, and we got uh, we got so much class footage out of it, man. So uh, don't tell mom about Whelan's documentary is in the process, in the works right now. And it... Uh, it will make a triumphant return. Uh, the last kind of doc I did with Don't Tell Mum, which was at uh, Camelot Studios, it did. Uh, sorry, it did. Uh, it did super well. It got like twenty thousand views. Um, 
on a channel, like they just died the channel. It had no, you know, it had virtually no subscribers. It just caught. And, uh, you know, that was like for me anyway, in 20, I haven't got fucking, I haven't got 20,000 combined views on this channel. And I put out content every week. It comes out every week as consistent as, I don't know what, what, what is as consistent as that? Uh, I don't know, but it, uh, it, it blew me away, man. And then like when you get up there and start doing, I'm sure the, uh, the adrenaline stuff took over for them, but it was fucking, it's hot in there. Uh, it's quite compact, you know, it's not like a, it's not like a massive stage. So you, you either, you either have it or you don't, but the, obviously the lads fucking smacked the living Christ out of it. And uh, it was weird, man. You go back to, you go back to Dublin from here. There's no doubt I am more productive in Marbella. Zero doubt. Like even this week, uh, I've talked to, you know, there's a lot of big creators coming into Marbella this summer. And so both from like a work standpoint and from a, a pair pod standpoint, uh, I'm like I'm I'm very aware of how potentially good this summer could be, and like in general, there's more opportunity here for the kind of work that I do. Double that with the weather, you know, the lifestyle. Uh, with you know the gyms being around. And honestly, you know, when you're not surrounded by your friends, you're not uh, you're not socialising as much. And, you know, socialising in Dublin, you know, 90% of the time, you know, we'll have drink involved. And with drink comes fucking hangovers and pizzas and other bits and bobs, you know yourself, like... But over here, I just, you don't have as much of an urge to, to drink. And maybe that's because we don't have as many, like, friends out here. But it, uh, you know, it, I guess it's just a trade-off. Uh, but right now, you know, things are progressing very nicely. And uh, as soon as I get back into the, the I, like, I miss my routine. You know, people who say, oh, I miss my routine. No, I can't, I can't get out of my routine. And I, I have to have avocado toast with two gooey, gooey eggs. Just want to pierce the eggs with my knife and ooze down onto my avocado toast. Um, but I do have a routine. Even it's just getting up and knowing what I'm doing every, every part of the day, you know. And uh, and then you know when I'm finished all my stuff, it's seven thirty and it's time to chill out. And everything through the day, I'm like seeing how that will be, you know, beneficial to, you know, to my life in some way. So, yeah, it's just, it was it was lovely to be back in Dublin and it gets you kind of like, fuck, I'd love to be at home. Uh, but I guess sometimes you got to go away to come back. Do you know what I mean? Get up that hill, up your pup. Uh, but yeah, it was good to get back. I'm going to try and get back, but oh my God, the airport's. 
I know like the last thing you want to fucking hear about is airport issues. It's all the, it's all the world is talking about right now. It's on your Instagram story. Twelve hour wait, fourteen hour wait at Gatwick. Fourteen hours. Uh, so anyway, I go into Dublin Airport. I'm I'm of the belief you get to you get to the airport if you're not checking a bag, which I wasn't for these two flights. You get to the airport between an hour and a half and two hours before your flight. I like to lean towards an hour and a half. Get into the. Uh, so the security, so at Spain, we got into Spanish airport. You know, it was quite busy, but we flew, actually it was maybe like 20 minutes through security. So I got a little shock at the start because it was the busiest I'd ever seen it. But, uh, you know, it was efficient and moved quickly. Now, the word efficient. I would go in a category of things, of ad- adjectives you would use to not describe Dublin Airport Terminal 1. And I doubt Terminal 2 is much better. But my issue is with Terminal 1 today. Well, today, I say issue. So uh, we finished the gig. A few slurpy sh- sh- pints. I've absolutely destroyed a Visco's shirt. Um, people who don't know, when I shoot, I sweat. Like a lot. I'm, I'm a moist man, a man of moisture. And... Uh, I just, uh, in that little cramped space, I knew going in there, I was sweating just doing the, you know, the shooting the um, the sound tests, and there was no one else in there. So throw in a lot of bodies, and there was a lot of bodies. A lot of lads full of pints. So, uh, yeah, I was, I was in for hell from the start. But anyway, I'm on my way back. Uh, I'm in the car with my mum, with my mum, and... Uh, I'm like, okay, so my flight's at, what was it? My flight was at three, I think. Yeah, three or two, two something. And uh, so I'm in the car and I'm like, okay, it's about a little past 12. Maybe a little more, maybe it was like 12.30 or so. Or it might have been closer to one. So I'm there about, I'm there about an hour and 40 minutes before my flight. And I get, uh, I get into the, the airport and I go Jesus uh, you know you're at the gates area and the security's to the left I get in there and I go hmm there's a lot of people there today you know a little, little worried but there's a lot of people looking milling around the middle area and I'm like oh, I wonder what, what all the commotion is blah blah start heading towards security walking past a whole mass of people I'm like oh the gates are busy good thing you know not checking any bags little did I know just a naive little boy anyway I roam on I see a uh, a guardie or a, a I think it was a guardie actually I don't know why he was there and uh, I was like excuse me mate uh, so I'm walking past him and he goes excuse me I was like yeah I don't have any weed <laughs> uh, and he goes uh, you going for security and I was like yeah and he goes um, the line is uh, starts back there and points to the he points 500 feet you know, no. He points right. He points to the end of the line, which is halfway back down the airport, and it's a curling snake line. So it's not one long line; it's a snake line. So that line is eight times as long if it was out straight. You know what I mean? And so I asked the gentleman, "I was like, how long does that look at?" And he goes, "At least an hour. At least an hour." Uh, 
So I start getting in line and pretty quick, I'm like, this isn't going to be good. This is going to be tight. And I'm like, fucking rethinking my whole method. I'm like, fuck, man. They did say three hours uh, before, but I always thought that that's bullshit to get you to go in and spend money in the airports. And maybe it is. I still feel like it is. Anyway, I'm in the line snaking around. It's, it's, you know, it's not moving quick. People are pissed off. And to my right, I notice a smaller line. The fast pass line. It sneaks off into a little corridor. You know, that, I don't know if people don't know what that is. Uh, fast pass is something you can buy on Ryanair or different. I think it m- multiple things and it gets you through a little private security line. So I look at it and there's about 10, maybe 10 people in the line. And I'm like, okay, so I have to make a decision. I imagine this. I see the machine. There's a machine over there and it says you can buy here. I'm snaking through my line. I've made about 20 minutes of progress. And I go, I can either sit in this for another 40 minutes, barely make it to my flight, no snacks. You know, it's going to be rushed and sweaty and not nice. Or I chance my arm here go and try and get into a fast pass. Now, I didn't think there'd be any issues in me going to buy one. And like, I was half thinking, geez, people are just not using their brains today. Uh, because like, why wouldn't everyone just, as soon as you see the long line, go for the fast pass. Uh, so I, do, I duck out of the line. And I start walking over. People are looking at me like I've lost my mind. And uh, I head over to the fast pass line. There's a woman there. I'm like, excuse me, miss. Can I get a fast pass, please? Can't buy them here. The machine's broken. Of course it is. Of course it is. How do I get a fast pass? You might be able to get one on the app, but it's not been working for people. Okay. Is anything of oper- is anything in operation? I hope the planes are working. I hope the planes are working today. So immediately I'm on the Ryanair app. I go in there, go into my boarding pass. And to be fair, you'd need to be savvy enough because like half the people, in fairness, my, you know, Granny Betty and Granddad Bert aren't going to be able to get into their Reiner app, go into their boarding pass, you know, go down to accessories, go into fast pass, click add, go through the payment process. Luckily, your boy spends all his, all his time on his phone and he's pretty savvy with it. Within about 30 seconds, I'm in the fast pass queue, fast pass, fast pass acquired, say fast pass more. Um, but no, I did. I, uh, I got my fast pass, get into the line, and behind me I just see a line, a snaking line of people. And I started a trend. A few people started to look over, saw me going in. Um, you know, I didn't really give a fuck at that stage. I was through. Through security, no bother. And then the flight's delayed. Coast it is. Coast it is. Um, apparently someone was flying their drone around Dublin Airport. Could have been a, a young Sam Byers. So I, I didn't feel too bad. But uh, two flights in two days is grim, man. It's just grim. And the, the flights are busy. Loads of kids. God, flying with kids. I'm not going to put my kid on a flight. I'm not going to put him on a flight because... Fuck him. He doesn't need to get in the pool. He's not going to remember it anyway. I genuinely mean that. I don't remember going to Tenerife when I was two. 
so put me with, I'll, I'll stick you with your granny. You can fucking see what I was going through for a while. Just joking. I love you, mum. Uh, but like, the, the single mum with the one baby strapped to her fucking tits in that little bandana thing that they wrap the kids up in so she doesn't just put him in a seat. Then there's two more young lads behind him fucking... Declan and Keno come in behind, running in, screaming in Man United kits. And you go, okay, okay. They walk, start walking towards you, and you go, if they fill those two seats behind me, I'm going to shoot someone. Um, but they go past, but not too far past. And it's up on the seats, it's hands over the seats, it's shouting and crying. I'm like, ma, there's no dad in sight. I'm like, she's going to do the three kids on her own. Oh, it's so funny. She gets in with like this, just one old man sitting on his own, gets mum, one kid. Oh, no, 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 no. There was So they didn't have a road for themselves. So it was the, it was the two kids and then the mum behind. So the granddad's sitting there with the two kids and the mum behind. Oh, man. It should be against the rules to fly like that. They should be asked at the gate what their plan is technique-wise. Well, we just gave him, you know, some THC oil with his uh, Rice Krispies, so he'll be he'll be out in no time. Excellent. Okay, and scan your boarding pass. Thank you. And you? Yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, we have the uh, the iPad. We're going to sellotape that to his hand, and uh, we're just going to put a little bit of uh, red wine and brandy in with his milk. Excellent. Okay, thank you. Have a safe flight. And you? Um, just you know, he's a really good flyer. Just going to let him, you know, he people love him. No, 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 no. Turn away. Goodbye. Um, but yeah, all in all, pretty, pretty good, pretty good time. In terms of stuff we got, I'm so glad I went. We we got some amazing shit, and it's gonna go. The content will go a long way. In terms of the the amount of stuff we can do with it. So all in all, a great weekend. And now I'm back. A fucking appointments up the wazoo. Blue Mon's launching a new shampoo and conditioner. So you dirty fuckers, go and fucking buy it. Actually, don't. Just text me and I'll send you some. That's what I do for my pair, my the posse. Uh, okay, so we're about 10 minutes away from the end. And I want to discuss the, uh, the MMA GOAT status. Okay. I'm going to tell you... Here, here, here for me are the people that have been put in the list so far as the goat, or the only three that I sh- think should be in the conversation right now. George St. Pierre, John Jones, Anderson Silva. I think those are my three. Um, I think. By far and away, not by far and away, because Anderson Silva did some fucking amazing shit. But uh, in terms of, for me, what I think the MMA GOAT should be, it should be a combination of um, undefeated. I think that's a big uh, a big point. Um, I think uh, utilization of multiple um, multiple disciplines. I, I, I think, for me, because it's mixed martial arts, the, the GOAT should be someone who epitomizes the mixture of those mar- martial arts. So, like, look at John from top to bottom. Knees, clinch work, 
elbows, wrestling, kicking. Some of the best kicking, like John was a wrestler. Some his kickboxing is fucking outstanding. His range, his control of distance, uh, submission game. His he first person to finish uh, Rampage Jackson finished him with a choke. Uh, he's won fights everywhere. And then um, also the strength of schedule. So people might say, why is Khabib not in yours? I think Khabib is phenomenal, but number one, he didn't defend his belt enough, in my opinion. And uh, number two, I, I, I think he uh, his strength of schedule wasn't as, as tough. Um, I think the real people of note that he beat was Justin Gaethje, Justin Poirier, uh, that's it like really Edson Barboza but yeah Edson Barboza loses to people so uh, yeah so two and Charles Oliveira has beaten both of them but throw Michael Chandler in on top of that as well uh, so like Charles is well in his way obviously he's not undefeated but like for me Charles is like that fight Charles and Khabib I don't know what way that goes Um. So I think for someone to be able to make the argument against you so quickly after you leaving, uh, I don't think it's possible for you to be the, the best ever. Um, okay, so the take backs, well, I'd, be, I'd be impartial if I didn't, uh, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't be being impartial if I didn't point out the obvious, obvious takeaways from John. Actually, no, let me just walk through his, his record quickly. So some of John's wins. Um. Maurizio Shogun Hua, Daniel Cormier twice, Rampage Jackson, Rashad Evans, Anthony Gustafson, uh, Angie Smith, Tiago Santos, Chel Sonnen, mm, off the top of my head, I think that's all the ones I have. That's not great, but I, that, like, what, what I mean is that's a fu- fucking ton, ton of, like, Hall of Famers in their own right there. Do you know what I mean? Uh, look at DC, man. DC is, like, considered one of the, like, greatest ever, and he is, and, like, two-way champion stuff. John beat him twice. Um, and obviously now people bring up the BD stuff. Uh you can bring up that and you can bring up, you know, his behavior outside the octagon. I'm deciding to focus solely on what's happening in the cage. Not to say that I like I don't think John's steroid accusations. I think the small amount of uh, the like picograms, which was famously the term uh, that were found. I don't think in my opinion, I don't know shit, but I can only go off the information that I have. I don't think that what he. I don't think what he took was on purpose. I think the way John lived, it was very likely that he had a tainted supplement. Um, I don't think he was perfect, but I don't think he was on uh, PEDs. I think he's a fucking, you know, he's an incredible athlete. His family are all athletes. Two of his brothers are in the NFL. Um, I think he's, and then obviously, like, he's fucking incredibly gifted and has, yeah. Obviously, he trained hard in the in in the beginning and throughout. But his naturally, he's he's incredibly gifted. His mind uh, and his like ability to read fighters outstanding. 
but he does have obviously his drawbacks. The uh, the PED stuff and the <clears throat> you know all the party and stuff. It uh, to me it actually makes him slightly more endearing, just because I like it. I don't like someone who pretends that they're perfect. And uh, for him to have like all these flaws and still be able to do what he does is, uh, for me, it's just even, you know, I think it just brings the the story up a, up a level even more. Um, but if John can return now and come back and have a heavy, heavyweight run and potentially win a heavyweight belt, if that ever happens, um, you know, I think depending on what happens now, because I'm basing that, you know, I'm basing the John Jones that I'm basing my goat John Jones as the period where he, uh, I'd say up until even after, even DC too, man, he looks so good. I think after that, I think that the Santos fight and the Anthony Smith fight, um, were, uh, you know, they were tough fights. They're both tough guys, but I don't think John was at his, his best in those. So, he might come back and not look the same. He might come back and look better than ever. Who knows? But I'm uh, I'm intrigued to see it either way, and I uh, I intend to uh, I intend to fucking back him back him till the end. Depending on whoever he fights in uh, in heavyweight, I think I back him against most heavyweight fighters right now. Um, even in Ganu, I think I think John could figure that out quite quickly. So we will see what happens. But until then, folks, I want to thank you all very much for listening. This has been another edition of the PearPod. 30 episodes in, a million to go. Uh, we're lining up some guests, believe it or not. There is some guests lined up for the summer. So uh, we will have some more guest episodes coming on. Uh, but until then, thank you all for the support. I'll see you all in the next one. PearPod. Out.